0: To this week's episode of Best Camp of My Life, a podcast about MMA, kind of, but not really, but kind of. I'm your host, Fernanda Prates, and you're just gonna have to settle for that today because I save my elaborate, arguably unnecessary intros for when we have guests. And today, we we don't have a we kind of have a guest, but it's not a guest. It's like basically an unofficial co-host. Um, who has no option but to say yes <laughs> when I tell him he must join me for the week, and that is my partner in life and in crime, except not in crime because we're actually uh, we're very straight-laced
1: citizens. Babe. So you say
0: I would like us to like be like outlaws and shit, but we're not. We're very we're very good about our taxes and shit. Do you really want to be an outlaw? <laughs> I don't know, like cool. Kind of like a bony and Clyde. They I did
1: feel- meet horrible endings, though. Look, I'm not, like, excusing the industrial military prison complex from the U.S. Okay. We come from Brazil and Mexico, where it's even worse. Yes,
0: yeah, so we...
1: So it's, like, even bigger than trying not to be a criminal.
0: Yeah, and the criminals who do get away are, like, very lame, like, white-collar lo- uh, white criminals. Yep. And that's even worse. So, yeah, you're right. Well, my
1: partner is like 20 a cell <laughs> No food for like three days
0: My partner in showers Yeah, that's uh, Prison so, That just took a very so depressing turn even worse term. than in the US so. My partner in legal activities <laughs> Rodrigo, uh, Rodrigo Rodrigo If you're nasty Rodrigo If you're pronouncing it uh, Rolling your R's As you should And as I'm learning uh, The man known to the internet Much to his dismay as Boo Boo, my husband. Hi, baby. You're doing the Roy Ken thing. I'm excited.
1: Let's go. You're excited. You're pumped. Well, I don't have to actually work today for the first time in months. So this is good.
0: You're coming off a... A stretch. We actually had another intro, but it was like a interrupted by construction work and b so depressing because <laughs> we're both like in a mood today, and we're like, you know what, like that's like, that's too
1: much. You're in a mood. I'm burnt out. Yeah. Uh, talking about my dad having heart issues in the middle of the Olympic Games
0: because you we were working the Olympic Games as an air. Let's focus on the positives. Okay, you were calling. A lot of sports. My
1: third Olympic games. Yeah. Your
0: third Olympic games, What's which is like play? play by play, which is a very hard and B a dream a dream job for a lot of people. We know it's got its its no job is a dream job. The dream job is having a lot of money and just hanging out by the beach. That's my opinion. <laughs>
1: but- <laughs> I don't know about the beach part. You can visit a couple of times. Okay,
0: but- and then the mountains, and then like. I, I don't know. You compares, you don't need anything baseball else. games with Chile. Like. Oh. My dream is as we all have established, it's like being rich enough to carry a very small dog in a purse. You're imagining to the
1: purse. 81 games that come in one season.
0: I have no idea what you're talking That's about. That's the dream. And as you go, I'll be shopping with my small Pomeranian.
1: Good. Yeah, it's the Miracle Mile in Chicago, so there's a the shopping spree. Yeah.
0: I like that my Rich aesthetics is like so early 2000s. Yeah,
1: it's Paris. It's very. Juicy Couture sweatpants (laughs) while you're shopping.
0: I will make uh, Juicy Couture like a thing again in 2020. No, because you know what? Why I would reject that? Because it's like low rise. Oh, the the Juicy Couture was low rise uh, sweatpants, and I I don't I can't pull that. I don't have the hips for that. You do. My hips do lie.
1: They don't. They uh, they lie. Yeah, it was in my third Olympic Games, uh, second summer ones. Had to win from Mexico.
0: The only ones that count. I don't, as a Brazilian, I don't process winter. Sorry, it's like not a thing. I love it when people make the difference. In Brazil, it's like there's the Olympic Games and there's like the other well, IC thing.
1: The experience, the CV and the check count. So
0: that's true. So they counted. And Brazil did have a brief uh, love affair with curling. And we're not getting into this because you're going to defend curling again. No, and no, 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 no. I don't think our relationship can no, what survive what I was going to say is like, we curling.
1: were going to still do them at home. Like, we yeah. weren't going to go to Tokyo regardless of COVID. Yeah. Because there have been a thing by the IOC, like, gay hey, guys, like, don't bring out a lot of people because there's no space here.
0: Yeah. And so, so like, you I, did I, it all?
1: Yeah. I, I might have gone to the opening and then came back and do the rest here. But I wasn't going to go. Like, we weren't going to do them. So it's, That was the same. Of course, we had like a bunch of protocols here. We got tested every day. So I got tested uh, 19 days in a row. Uh, That was good. That was nice. I don't mind the test. It's fine. Um, Yeah. And then like a brief stretch of like other work. And then for the Paralympics, which I wish we would have broadcasted in full, but we did a a highlight, a two-hour highlight show for 12 straight days that ended on Sunday.
0: Yeah.
1: Rolled my show yesterday. And today's the first day off I've had since July 19th.
0: And it's not a day off because I... This is a you, day off. I'm not
1: making you work. I'm not working. What do I do? Like, put some... You engineered the audio? No, no, that's Jordan.
0: No, you engineered our setup.
1: I connected. This is like you saying me, I that I cook.
0: Okay. I don't cook. You
1: cook. I prepare stuff. I don't engineer. I connect things.
0: It still works. I
1: plug, like, some cables.
0: I'm still, like, sitting Jordan on the couch like, doing... It's okay. Thing.
1: This is not okay. Send me a picture of the mixer board ba it works.
0: Yeah, you I'm and Jordan an are doing all the heavy I'm lifting today. I'm an operator, that's sitting a here.
1: technical term, I'm an operator.
0: Okay, so you operated the audio, you made lunch, because you're the one who cooks. You're the one who does everything in this house, so it's, it's depressing. For you, I guess. For me, it's pretty... <laughs> pretty comfortable it's pass. a good gig if you I'll can send get it you be later it's a good gig if you can I'll get send it send you a be meme. being married later to you babe I'm just gonna say um this. Well, okay. but I I I'm very charismatic so that's my contribution to the I don't like her silence. <laughs>
1: What silence? You have to agree that I'm charismatic. I'm giving you space to talk. You're the host. I don't want to take over your podcast.
0: Okay. (laughs) That'll be a first. Okay. I'm going to stop. I'm trying to be better. I'm going to not make this uh, a married people venturing podcast because I feel like there's enough of those in the space. Um, They're not us. They're not us. We're both very charismatic, everyone. Uh, We are going to talk a little bit about MMA. Don't worry, guys. Um, I know it's taking a little bit together, but honestly, there's just not a lot going
1: on. <laughs> yeah, there's no sh- well. There's a show tomorrow.
0: There's uh, a show tomorrow.
1: We can talk, talk about Jose I, uh. We
0: will talk about Contender Series and other things. But first, I wanted to start on a more wholesome note because yesterday, I was actually, I got a tip from two different Twitter followers, which tells me I must be doing something right because I have cool Twitter followers. Um, who told me about a very special participation in the Holland version of RuPaul's Drag Race. And that is a former UFC champion, the inaugural uh, USC women's featherweight champion Jermaine uh, the Rondami, who we found out is not pronounced Jermaine. Yeah, I'm not going to
1: get it right, but there's an
0: extra syllable at the end. It's like germ- I don't think it's an extra. I think it's just not it's like Jermaina, Jermaina. It sounds more like this. That's what yeah, I got. So in that. English,
1: it would be two, right? Jermaine.
0: I don't know syllables in English. In Portuguese, it would be and then three syllables. And then there's
1: like an E eh at the end.
0: Okay then chair main uh. I guess if you're using English okay I don't know I don't know English syllables okay everybody Me
1: neither me either. I'm going like that <laughs> from Spanish so. but it I is mean, heard like, out differently how, do, how many air impulses chair main
0: Yeah okay she was on the show <laughs> She was on the show as <laughs> he's giving me the finger. I am. You not. You said, "Oh my God!" He just gave me the finger. My own, my own husband. This he's is like betrayal. Before. If I didn't you've need you, given,
1: you've even given me two birds at the same time. Yes,
0: but I can. Okay, okay. Uh, we've established that I can get away oh, with more oh, things okay. because of the aforementioned charisma. Uh, so Jermaine was on the JDR. Let's call her JDR. That's more. More foolproof, yeah. She was on uh, the show as if you've watched RuPaul's Drag Race. Um, they have episodes in which they transform non uh, drag queens, uh, and it changes. And in this this season, in the Holland season, um, the six finalists got to pick. Um, I don't know, got to pick. They they had people from their lives, partners, friends, family members and there were that two they sisters, made over.
1: two moms, and two friends. And a partner. And a partner. Yeah. A, yeah, yeah,
0: Stevie. And uh, Jermaine, um, Jermaine's brother is one of the drag queens on the show, Tabitha. And then he had Jermaine to make over. Who
1: aligned to very fan-bite interests, not that we're policing because it is, is wearing on the confessional interview a Pac-Man blazer.
0: A oh, Pac-Man blazer. Cool. Yeah. yeah, it's a lot of our worlds just... Colliding. Clashing, colliding, like, colliding in this RuPaul, moment. <laughs>
1: drag Race... <laughs> ...fighting and gaming. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it was very sweet. Suddenly collapsing into one. These episodes are usually... Supernova.
0: They're very, like... They're always very wholesome. And this one was no exception. Yeah. And they cried... And she talked about, like, they talked about how he was for him to come out because their um, dad wouldn't accept it. But that Jermaine, even though she was just a little kid, she was always, like, uh, very, very welcoming and embraced him and loved him for what he was. And it was just a very sweet, sweet thing. And we got to see her all made up with the wig, the heels, the whole shebang.
1: Like a huge blonde wig.
0: Yeah. She's very
1: good in heels.
0: Very, very... Better than me. I'll give her that. I'm very... From the
1: six of them, I think only one of the friends and family was better than her in heels. Yeah.
0: A very big,
1: large, blonde wig. And unfortunately, like it was seven or six... Well, how many were they? Six or seven? Six. Three of them had the lip sync, including yeah, Which we were afraid because she didn't know the lyrics
0: But she made up for it in
1: enthusiasm Oh, she was so good, but she didn't know the lyrics
0: She didn't know the lyrics And it was, I don't know, because I didn't watch We didn't watch the rest of the season Um, So I don't know how it works But I don't know if they can't license Songs that are in RuPaul's for the Holland one But this was a RuPaul song And I really fucking hate RuPaul songs Like I just I really like do. one,
1: that's it which one? Supermodel. So I was like alive.
0: Oh, okay. But that's not one that they like, played. I was like
1: alive when the thing happened and then suddenly RuPaul showed in MTV. Yeah. And Supermodel was like playing in heavy rotation. So that's ingrained. in. now that you're doing like video a month and you love to see it, I was like remembering 90s videos because that was like my thing. Yeah. Now that you did like Shurewater and Which is an amazing video, by the way. Uh, I remember like RuPaul just like suddenly showing on MTV with Supermodel. This is a whole thing. And she had been working for a while by then, like more than ten years.
0: Yeah, no, I mean the ones that they use for the show. Like, yeah, there's yeah. one or two, like peanut butter. I like, and it's just them saying peanut butter. Peanut
1: butter is amazing. Shaking their ass,
0: which is I can support. And then
1: I remember peanut butter jelly time, so it's even better.
0: So, but yeah, so that's that's one wholesome piece of German yeah, anime- awesome. related happenings. It was very sweet. We're both very moved, even though we struggled with Dutch humor.
1: I don't know a lot about German, and that's in me. But I feel like, I I, I had no reason to dislike her at all. I was like in the middle with her, like not a super fan, obviously didn't dislike her, because they they can get involved in the cyborg thing, but there's like nothing to dislike, except some of the comments. Mm -hmm. Uh, But yeah, I feel very empathetic and I really liked it.
0: I always thought she was one of the fighters who got like sort of unjust
1: heat. She just went about it weird when she didn't want to fight Cypher.
0: Yeah, like, her reasoning, oh, I won't fight somebody who tested positive, like, I don't know how many years. Like, that was just very, very strange. Yeah. Um, and the fight with Holly, too, with Holly Holm that got her the title, like, there was a lot of, like, sort of cheap...
1: up to two late blows. Which yeah. Which is when we learned the definition of late blows, because apparently the bell, for those mm-hmm. of you who don't know, doesn't... Uh, Limit a a late blow It's the ref
0: That I didn't know either The
1: bell is A signal to the ref To stop the round Yeah The round does not end Until the ref stops the round Yeah So if the bell sounds And you punch someone And the ref hasn't told you To stop Mm -hmm. It's a legal blow If the ref has to stop Or like put their hand in And then you punch someone I didn't know Then it's a late blow I thought it was That's the the whole thing Because like the bell Doesn't limit the the, It's like the count in, In boxing Like it's not it's what the ref says. Oh, wow. It's not about so, the bell. like the like pure letting The ref know that the round is over and then the yeah. ref has to. Uh, and like the round starts with the ref, not with the outside. Like the ref controls the thing.
0: I'm glad I have you to explain things. To I'm glad I'm such a nerd. Uh, I didn't even know that. But yeah, so I think that's that contributed to it. But also, I don't know. I think she's also just very, she keeps herself. She's yeah. not a very fleshy character type. And I've always kind of sympathized with her, and when she talked about sort of what she went through after, you know, all of that and how bummed she was, I was like, "Ah, Germaine, JDR." Anyway, it was a sweet uh, little episode. Yeah, yeah, you
1: have the Wow app, and you want to watch it. It's the la- the most recent episode of. I don't know, of- but
0: know how many people would have the Wow app.
1: That hear that listen to you. Yeah. Well, I don't know. We are because right? you, you have the Paramount like, Plus and VH1. Yeah, we
0: are compulsive. Also,
1: stream well for, service for people that want to see it as the most recent episode of the second season of Drag Race Hall
0: Yeah, but we do have a lot of streaming services and
1: apps. Oh, and there's one more that I want. I need to like bundle up. Which one? It's a whole thing. We're not going to get into it. Here.
0: Okay. <laughs> it
1: has to do with the way Fox was sold to Disney, but not in Mexico. Okay. So they fractured into two. Oh, then And we- Disney Plus here does not have all the Simpson seasons.
0: So you're going to get an app just so we can...
1: At least the first eight seasons of the Simpsons, which are untouchable. Okay, well... Tell the world that you have a problem with me watching cartoons.
0: Oh, my God. I'm being put on the spot. I don't have a... <sighs> Look, we've established I don't like cartoons as a general animation thing. In general. Animation in general. A lot of it is a me thing because I know there's a lot of sophisticated, beautiful, intelligent animation that isn't for kids. Uh, anime, for instance, I have a lot of friends and listeners who are anime fans. I used to be in an anime forum. I, it's, it's an art form that I highly respect. I just don't personally enjoy myself. And that's a me thing. But some stuff is just kind of stupid. And (laughs) you I I don't understand adults being like, this is cool. And I judge you a little sometimes. A little? A lot. Yeah, I know. But I also think it's a thing. Like, I didn't watch The Simpsons when it was cool to watch The Simpsons. So now for me, it just doesn't make sense because it's, like, gone. Like, I'm not going to get into The Simpsons at 30. You have, like, that... Well, you can about it's
1: not your thing.
0: It would be weird. Why would I get into The Simpsons at 31?
1: Why did I get into Happy Days when I was 15? Because it started showing up on TV.
0: Because when you're 15, your brain is still like moldy to like things.
1: I have to admit that I watched a few episodes of Joanie Loves Chachi.
0: I'm, t- you don't... You, t- you've you you've enjoyed many a weird thing in well, your life. Well, that used to me every
1: uh, every Simpsons episode... First date and seasons okay. are untouchable. Okay,
0: we'll we'll have that discussion later, uh off off the air. <laughs> but <laughs> let's talk some um actual MMA that is in drag race, because apparently that's what I contractually have to do. Um as you mentioned, we don't have a UFC event this weekend or any uh to my knowledge, mainstream promotion events. Oh uh,
1: mainstream? No belt or comebacks on the eighteenth. Yeah, the UFC comebacks on the eighteenth. Uh, PFL until October. Um, there might be a one championship show. I'm um, not at I don't I'm think so because I
0: looked at, at it up on topology and uh, didn't yeah, see I think
1: they don't. They have one big one on the weekend.
0: But we do have a contender series uh, Today, event. Today, because this is coming out yeah, on Tuesday, right? That Today. we're not going to get into specifics because we're recording this on a Tuesday morning and by tomorrow it will be over. But um, I did want to talk to you about contender series as a general concept, though. Yeah, because it's something that I I have touched on this. I'm a little ambivalent about contender series because I think like there's the obvious. Well, it's an it's a good way for new talent to get introduced to the UFC, and I agree. And it it kind of emerged as an alternative to tough, which then ended up not being because we still have tough. Uh, which kind of felt outdated. And after covering the entire season for recaps, I do think it's very outdated. Um, so, you know, I it is a good idea and it's a good window and it's a way for people to get opportunities. And I can't hate on that. However, on the other hand, like we've also discussed how it's worked in a way to keep sort of feeding the UFC monsters of, of like getting you know, a bunch of people who are not at that stage of their careers to really negotiate a lot, to just, like, be available to feed the the insatiable content machine that has become the UFC. Um, The way that they award people with contracts—we were kind of talking about this uh, last week—is you know, it, it's meant in a way that, okay, you don't necessarily need to finish your fight to get a contract, but we also know that it helps. So it forces people to fight a certain way, you know? So I don't know. I have I have conflicting feelings on the Contender Series as a product. And I kind of wanted to hear from you. Like, how do you feel about it?
1: Well, I think several of us have talked during the last few years, like the smartest thing the, the the UFC did was, like, for them, obviously, for them, not for anyone else, is um, make the UFC the star, right? And not the fighters. And then you obviously have outliers, especially in this model where they're, like, making a fixed amount for all pay-per-views, and they're out of pay-per-view in a bunch of markets, and they're just, like, selling their rights. And the ESPN deal, like, well, did a lot of this and. Contender Series started on Fight Pass, but like now it's an ESPN Plus Product Two, and the Ultimate Fighter is on ESPN Plus Product Two in the US. So, they need numbers. Yeah, they need numbers. As a TV concept, like me being involved in TV for like the last ten years of my life, it works as a TV concept, right? It's like, oh, not only gonna see fights because what's like the most the number one complaint of the dude bros who watch MMA? Oh, they're hugging. Oh, they're on the ground. Yeah. Oh, the wrestling shit. Yeah. All oh, the whole jujitsu shit. I want to see people getting knocked the fuck out. Mm-hmm. Right? So this is where contender series, obviously is a TV product, works. Yeah. I'm gonna watch five fights of five guys trying to blow each other's heads off. Perfect. It's gonna be under two hours. Yeah. It's gonna be quick. No commercials because we're in streaming. Yes. Perfect. It's yeah. perfect TV. Mm-hmm. The thing is, you and I've been talking about it. Like I think the concept of the contender series as a theater series for the UFC has gone awry. Like the, the the fact that you were like asking fighters to abandon everything they know to try and get a highlight. Some of them will, some of them won't, some of them are like not made for that, but they see the opportunity there. Uh, there's a Mexican fighter I like a lot, Alejandro Flores. Got submitted in the contender series last year because this is not his style. Mm-hmm. That's a guy who like he's a he's a, Really good fighter, a decision machine. You got it. He's got some finishes, but he's mm-hmm. a decision machine. That's his style. It's fine. And the contender just asks you to throw a lot of what you do out of the window to try and impress someone, yeah. right? And as we've seen, not a lot of contender series of fighters have like shown in the UFC.
0: Giga Chikatzi actually lost in the contender Giga series. He lost in sir.
1: the contender series, right? Uh, Alex Perez probably the one who like got the highest with a title shot and then got murked. By uh, um, Davidson.
0: But is like, he got his sort of revenge last time, but the, his first UFC fight didn't oh really go goodness. his way. He put
1: a number on him. He yeah. was, like, so cut and stuff. And I think they saw it last year. They needed people last year because of COVID. But a lot of people that lost or didn't get signed got picked up. A bunch of them got picked up. And I think we saw... We'll see this week, right? We'll see tonight. But, like, as you were saying, like, we saw last week, like, people who, like didn't finish. People who lost for the first time in the history of the show, like someone who lost got signed. Yeah. And then we saw this kid from Brazil, Joe Anderson uh, Brito, mm-hmm. who like a very meh fight and like p- poked the Diego Lopez's eyes like a thousand times and still was mentioned as the future star of Brazil and blah, 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 blah and got signed. Why? Because they brought him in the show to get signed and this an opportunity and not signed them. So we're going to, I think we're going to see this is this season A lot more fighters that don't finish, that don't have, like, that five-second highlight, get signed, because now I think they're no... We're looking for good fighters. Yeah. If they finish and they surprise us, good. If they look as a good fighter, we're going to sign them, even though it's a decision or not.
0: The whole... The whole system that rewards finishes, for me, it causes sort of mixed feelings. Because I... Not only do I understand it from a TV and audience standpoint, of course, I love finishes. Like, I don't want to watch a fight where, like, everything goes to a decision, like a card where everything's going to a decision and we're stuck there for seven hours, even if it's masterful displays of fighting where I don't have anything spectacular to, like, get me off my seat. I'm human. At the same time, it's like when you're... Putting that much incentive to people to for fit people to finish fights. And we have that with like the bonus structures and everything else. Um, they're putting themselves in harm way, harm's way more, of course. And you know, you're devaluing another style of fighting, because not everybody is a finisher. And That's what I'm saying. It's silly. I'm not saying it's correct or it's immoral or amoral (laughs) to reward finishes. Of course not. Again, I absolutely understand it. And I myself as a human person uh, am an asshole who loves seeing people get knocked the fuck out, Uh, even though I feel bad for them. It's beautiful. So it's like but at the same time, I'm always kind of like, you know what? This sport is already savage enough. You know, I don't know.
1: And that's a part I get. Like, I'm old enough to like have like gone through a, a couple of transitions, right? Uh, I went from like the enemy was zapping, right? Like everyone's gonna switch channels now. But so I went from like three networks to like a hundred uh, cable channels mm-hmm. to like a thousand. So like we have to be spectacular because people are zapping. They're switching the channels, right? And then we went to like, oh, now people they're streaming services or they're going back to their computers on the internet. Yeah. And now there's streaming services and your phones. Yeah. And we've seen a lot of sports change, right? Like baseball's trying to change, football has changed. Uh, we, I see it like in amateur sports, right? Like with the Olympics, we were, th- we were talking about the Olympics and stuff. That's how like rugby sevens, which a lot of people hate, started. It's very TV friendly. It's, it's, it's the same field with only seven people per yeah. side. Of course, there's going to be a bunch of tries. Cricket is now like has like a format in India and other places where the game lasts uh, hours instead of days. Uh, Wrestling
0: adapted as well. Wrestling
1: adapted, like okay, like it's not two out of three uh um um matches, right? Like it's like only six minutes and it's only be divided, like judo change like everyone's changed to try to keep you posted to TV, yeah. And the UFC, like of course they are gonna do that. Like, yeah, that's the whole marketing thing, right? But I think they're like, okay, like this is spectacular TV it hasn't really worked for us as a feeder. So now what do we have to move and adapt? And as you were saying, this is like kind of like American football, right? Like it's savage enough. Imagine like if American football, like tomorrow say, okay, you're only going to win if you knock someone out and send them to the hospital. (laughs) That's how it sounds, right? We're only going to sign you if you knock out your opponent, if you concuss your opponent. (laughs) I might start watching football there's a a thing no that's terrible there's a thing there's a difference yeah I think there's there's always been like a difference right Uh, the NFL knew that concussions led to a bunch of stuff and didn't tell anyone yeah I think the moment we start watching MMA we know Mm. that in boxing there's a a girl from Mexico who just died died last week right super young too we know that in boxing and the MMA that could be the the end like with auto racing you know people can die and that was like the difference with football like they knew, but just didn't tell anyone. Yeah,
0: it wasn't now, part of the sales
1: pitch. Now that we know, now that we <laughs> yeah. have like Mike Brown and Pitts were like going insane, okay, then you can see it through a different lens. Yeah.
0: I mean, I, and that's the thing like, I'm not gonna, I'm a degenerate. I'm not gonna complain about having this short and interesting like little show on Tuesdays to like make the weeks go by faster, but I have my feelings. And one good thing, Laura Senko finally got her like shot at being in uh, on the desk as a commentator for a UFC product, obviously not a full on UFC broadcast. So that was really cool that we got to see last week.
1: My thing is watch whatever you want to watch. Just know what you're watching.
0: Yeah. And what's happening
1: and what's happening with the people you're watching. Yeah. That's it. Like, if you want to watch, I don't watch a lot of football anymore. Mm -hmm. If you want to watch football, just know what's happening. And with Laura, like that was amazing. It's the first woman, uh, commentators in the Zulfi era second in the history of the UFC and uh, but still still like okay you're gonna be in the desk but you have to be the announcer doing everything and you have to be the interpreter yeah we don't know how much you're gonna have to do everything like you're gonna know, move
0: when we say have to we we assume we don't or know one two right yeah we don't know what was exactly actually the conversation there but she was doing a whole lot dude
1: and technically that thing was difficult because they weren't calling I don't know what's going to be Tuesday I don't know if this is going to be forever they're not calling it cage side yeah they're calling it like one I, we've been to the apex they're like in one of the studios which aren't far but like it's not cage side right yeah so there's it's one thing because because I've actually done that right like it's one thing to qualify cage side and go up to the then a- get a, yeah. a handheld mic go in do an interview go back to your seat yeah it's easy it's not easy but it's easier, right? Laura had to move from like another place to the cage, do the announcement to another setup to do the interview to another setup to go back to the bracket.
0: It's, I don't, I have no idea how she does it. Cause you're so, like, it's having to. I already think that paying attention to the fight and conducting the interview is not that easy of a job. I mean, we kind of accept that, right? You're not going to get any groundbreaking, amazing questions. Uh, up there in the cage. They're usually very like, just walk us over your finish or whatever, Which if that was a finish. I
1: interviews, cause like when you do them with a crowd, like you're playing to the crowd and you're play, asking things yeah. that the crowd wanna, wants to hear and then show the knockout on the screen and people go, oh, and fine, right? Laura's always have to be, in, I mean, she did not in Victor, cause she did them in the cage like with crowds, but like in The Contender, she has to deal with like, okay, you're doing it for TV. There's not mm-hmm. going to be a reaction. You're not feeding off anyone's energy. Mm-hmm. Like, it's you, the guy who might be exhausted, might not like the other girl, might be exhausted, might not like to work, might not remember a thing from the fight that just happened, mm-hmm. just on contact and adrenaline alone. It's tough as shit.
0: Yeah. And she's doing that and, like, adding up scores and then going backstage and conducting the other interviews for, like, uh, the con- it's a lot it was it was a whole and doing the announcing in the cage so I think it's amazing that she can do it all but I would rather have somebody doing at least just the announcing to they give her more of a should breathing get a local
1: announcer yeah. for the dude what honestly just spitballing here <laughs> you're in Vegas there's a bunch of announcers do a contest like have different announcers for four weeks someone wins the job and they do the last four weeks
0: Oh, that would be cool, like a little contest Because what people don't know is like... So, but not like Jeopardy, where they so do the contest like, only uh, to pick somebody yeah, who... Yeah,
1: the <laughs> can't compete. Um, yeah, so we'll see. Let's see.
0: But that would be a good idea to have... Just like get an announcer. No, but to do a little contest or something that involves... Because what happened the other day
1: when Laura like read the cards, like there was a the score wrong, who knows who had the mistake? Like it could have been the commission. Yeah. It could be the person who prepares the card for Laura. Or it could have been Laura. Yeah. If you have an announcer... They check the card. Mm -hmm. They check the actual act from the commission. They check that it's correct. And then they go up. And they can still screw it up. Yeah. So when you have someone coming from the booth to just get a card and go up, like, there's spots where you can have mistakes on TV.
0: Yeah. Uh, Let's go back a little. So this weekend, I always, like, am reluctant to discuss the card from Saturday because this is Wednesday and everybody's just over, especially when the card was... In the morning. Uh, but I did want to go over some stuff. By the way, we didn't watch it live because you were I was getting murdered by a small but mighty lady called Mariana, and you were watching oh. sitting idly and letting it happen without doing anything about it.
1: Yeah, and I was on air before when it started. Yeah, well. I was working okay. and then can pick you up and yeah. yeah. And I went to be murdered. Yeah. I and already worked, so <laughs> worked, not worked out.
0: So just let, let it happen. I yeah. Uh, yeah. So for the well, listeners, I don't let it happen.
1: Pay for it to happen.
0: Big news! I am getting swole. Like that's that's a thing that's happening in my life after years of um, disordered eating and trying to be content. Warning, by the way, uh, never. I never had a full on eating disorder, but I've been a victim of societal standards and fought my entire life with my weight and. Try to be the skinniest I could be. Uh, getting way too personal here again. Uh, but yes, uh I have uh, had that under control for a few years. And now I'm getting small. I'm going to be a very buff
1: lady. Live your too I'm going to
0: just, I just want to be strong enough to uh, be there for the revolution. You're
1: mm-hmm. going to be squatting like racks in no time.
0: I, I wanna, I've seen you I squat. Wanna, You're really good at it. I'm going to fight the fascists. With my body, not not I'm not inciting violence. You're I'm just saying You're gonna be
1: squatting over 100 pounds, like in no time.
0: See, listeners, I can see it. that's a prediction. Uh, but as I was, I was getting full as the event was happening <laughs> on Saturday afternoon, but we did catch some of the stuff um, uh, later. A few highlights. I think one person that everybody's talking about was uh, Mr. Patty Pimblett. Yeah who came in from Cage Warriors. I knew Petty because I used to cover, I used to write reviews for Cage, uh, recaps for Cage Warriors when I worked for Junkie. And he's always been kind of like that personality. And he had his UFC debut against Luigi Vendramini um, and basically survived a a very, a moment of adversity there. Uh, Early got, 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 came back. And got a pretty awesome knockout and everybody was kind of buzzing about that. And about his uh post-fight interview with Bisping. He's obviously a guy who's very comfortable uh with the cameras and who has a very like unique style, his haircut, his whole thing, like he's very um he's he's very he's got star power, I would say. Um First of all, how do you how are you feeling about Mr. Petty, the Betty Pimblet?
1: He gets on a win streak. He's going to be headlining a show next year. I mean, that's a thing. That's a fact. Yeah, what gonna fight night? His style, right? Like it's everything. It's a very fan friendly style. Very old. He reminds me a lot. And I told you about this uh, the other day uh, about to Thomas Almeida. Not like really, literally that. Mm-hmm. But it's just a very kill or be killed style.
0: Yeah, it's not very, very risk open, adverse.
1: Hence, uh down <laughs> down low. Very wide yeah. stance. He knows his distance. Mm-hmm, but at still the same time, you know, okay, I'm going to get hit. Yeah, This is the distance where I can knock you out and you're going to hit me. Let's see what happens. Yeah, Which people love. So if he can get on a streak, he's going to be a star. Or, you know, he is, to me, in the toughest division in MMA right now, which is bantamweight. And he just might get his uh, head knocked out in a couple of fights. Huge
0: for the division. It's though. big. I I am of the opinion that like three years from now, because he's 26 now, we're going to look look back at him and be like, how did he make that cut? He
1: will be a featherweight before he retires. Like,
0: I didn't, when you said him, like, I didn't even know. I thought you were like tripping.
1: No. Because he's so big. No, he's, he will. He'll look oh, much bigger wow, than Was Luigi. it lightweight, that fight? I don't even remember. He's big for his division, like. But he's a big dude. I think it was lightweight for that fight. Yeah, he's a big dude. We'll see, we'll see what happens, right? Um, but well, f- I, I like him, I like his style. I like how white he is. I like how white I said, by the way. I just my English is so my first language. WID, uh, it's a, yeah, it was 155.5 what he weighed in at.
0: Oh, see, lightweight, not so bent- I don't
1: know if he can be. Well, we'll, see. we'll
0: see. No, okay, yeah, but that's yeah, he's, he's not a, a, that is a big dude. That is not a bantamweight. So correcting that he was a lightweight know I mean, uh, he was not
1: powerful his stuff obviously like you said like very comfortable with a mic and um, you know
0: has uh, said some well, unfortunate things as we found out
1: we found out two anti- anti-immigrant tweets so there is that
0: and there was one before that I had forgotten remember when Liana yeah so he said he RT'd something and um, got into an uh exchange with who, who I believe is another fighter and like just xenophobic bad shit. And then with Liana, Jojua, he had said something, made some joke about Georgia and Russians and she had called him out and
1: I had forgotten about oh, it, but we had know.
0: seen it at the time.
1: Yeah. He's yeah. a guy who seems to be very in favor before Brexit, but didn't actually bother to go vote, <laughs> vote for Brexit. That's,
0: it's speculation we don't know but I yeah said he seems but the tweet was the tweets were not great and it's interesting that liana so liana called him out and then liana made that one post about youling the festival in china in which she was very uh Ugh. reductive uh you could say and insensitive uh, and that's me putting it mildly about china so that's mma for you that's great that's lovely. Like, just don't don't get too attached uh, to anyone. But uh, having said that, I do think that um, he might get some traction.
1: Oh, I just saw the tweet. Which Jesus. one? Which one? The one where Liana called him out. Yeah. So he was trash talking another fighter, Guran Kutatelace. Yeah. from Georgia. And this is... Uh, heavily like, uh, CW here, guys. So, lad, how stupid are these Georgians, man? No wonder the Russians terrorize their lives. Yeah. You know what? I just became a fan. Of who? Whoever knocks him the fuck
0: out. Uh, it's unfortunate that we can't really talk about anyone, uh, without being sad. Because that's what happens. <sighs>
1: Where's uh, Paul feller when you need
0: <laughs> We've discussed this um, in previous episodes, so I won't get into too much of it. But he is, for better or worse, a name that uh, came out of this event and who I think, knowing what we know from MMA, will be um, big or could be big. We don't know what's going to happen. His style could End up backfiring on him spectacularly He's not coming in with an undefeated record right? And honestly he's 26 When I see these things I'm always like Hopefully this person will mature They will reflect On the things that they said They will understand Why it was a problem Why people complain It wasn't just a bunch of no flakes Being angry on the internet And um, my hopes for Patty Is that he will reflect on the error of his ways and sporting, wise and become a better person?
1: We all thought Justin Gaethje was going to flame out with his style, and look yeah, at, look at him now. So hopefully, Petty, you yeah, can adapt. Like the moment you get better competition is that like the sink or swim is like a really uh, true metaphor, right? Like mm. with Justin Gaethje, it happened. Like he had that, he got knocked the fuck out twice, winning, and then adapted and became an interim champion. Yeah. So
0: another. uh Conversation that, like, I will add a big side to it because I feel like in MMA we have these cyclical conversations where we treat one strike as like the five finger death punch. Yeah. Like, there is this one horrible strike that will only injure you and you cannot help it. It will, <laughs> it, it will happen. And calf like, kicks. It's, yeah, they're horrible. Like, they're unbeatable. How do you defend them? Bend them? How? And um, what happened was Khalil Roundtree landed after like, after putting quite a beating on uh, poor Modestus Bukowskis uh, for a few minutes there. Kicked him, an oblique kick to the knee. Um, Modestus collapsed immediately. We still don't know exactly because what's wrong by the time of this recording. I think he was still, he still needed to do an MRI, but he uh, was obviously in a lot of pain, and obviously something happened. And we had the conversation again about, you know, oblique kicks, Should they be allowed? Should they be legal? All they do is hurt. All they do is injure. Like, they're that's basically their sole purpose of existing. And uh, we've had this conversation so many times in the past. Like, we know they're not going to be banned. Like, that's just not a thing that's going to happen. They're a weapon on the arsenal. And I think what a lot of people forget when we start having these conversations and like you joked about the calf kick. Like, I remember the calf kick when, who was it just now? Aldo defended a <laughs> bunch of calf kicks.
1: <laughs> and a, a lot of people on Twitter it were joking. Like, checking them effectively, that's how you defend and them.
0: That's the thing, right? If it was such an unbeatable tool, everybody would be using it. Uh, not everybody uses it because A, you need a certain technique to apply it, of course. B, there's risk associated with it. <laughs> like people can defend it and you can get injured <laughs> in in trying to throw a thing and getting defended. So there's a lot of things uh, that go into it. But I don't know. I was just a little, I'm at this point, like 12 years later, I'm just kind of amused that we keep having the same conversations.
1: They keep saying, right, Like, oh, I hate those kicks. They're career threatening. I mean, I get it because I get why the conversation started, right? Because, like, obviously, like, a lot of tournaments and a lot of gyms, like, they ban uh, heel, um, they ban, like, submissions at the legs, right? Because they don't want to get people injured. Knee bars are um, banned, um, yeah. et cetera, et cetera, right? Um and maybe, like, okay, like, while we're training, don't pull on that armbar a lot because I don't want to get my elbow uh, fuck. And you have to work for the submission, right? Like, it's no. that's the thing, right? The kick's, like, very instant. It's there. Like, if you get your distance, it's there. It's not a submission. Yeah. You, like, need to, like, set it up and go mm-hmm. work for it. And two or three moves before you do it, right? But, like, how do you police this? Because, like, okay, it's going to be illegal to do that. Fine. Then, like, okay. Then we have the whole thing that happens with, like, eye pokes, right? What's, what's the intent? Like, was that kick... Uh, that downward kick, like, intentional to blow the knee, yeah. was that was that accidental. There's no policing a strike like that. I, like, I'm not the fighter. I'm not getting my knee broken up. Yeah. But Modestas Bukauskas, I think he was, like, very... Yeah, that was legal. That was part of it. I... Which is difficult, right? Like, I should have defended it. Yeah. Like You want to know why I like, cut him his so neck. He did something legal. I should have defended it. Yeah. That's that.
0: And I fucking hate it. Personally, me, Finland I hate it. I think it's ugly. I think, again, it is... It's. It has the potential to cause the type of injury that will sideline a person for a very long time. Um, you like to think that this is a sport and it's just gentlemanly or gentlewomanly and that you're only going to do. like
1: it's, it's not how it works. Every single thing they're doing in the cage is meant to incapacitate your opponent. Yeah. L- even a jab. But this incapac- incapacitates
0: them in a way that bothers us more.
1: That's like, okay. Like every strike is thrown to yeah. concuss the other guy. So like I'm not upset about that, but like I'm upset about a, k- a knee to the uh, kick yeah. to the knee. Like every single thing I'm throwing is like meant to knock you out and send you home with a concussion. Yeah,
0: yeah and like, there, there are some conversations like, what was it, the elbow? That, what was it? Was it on one that we saw?
1: No, the, key, the, the knee the, to the face. The knee
0: to the face. Because on the, the need to the
1: face is legal in any yeah. position.
0: And I was like, I hate it. I think it's really ugly. It, to me, looks horrifying. It looks way too violent. At the same time, I absolutely understand people saying like, dude, all this other shit is legal. Like, why shouldn't this be? Um,
1: And, oh, and also, there was a, an argument by Nick Lembo, who was like in the commission in New Jersey. Because he doesn't agree to like the 4.3 point mm-hmm. thing whole circus of like what's legal or not when I can knee you or yeah, you in the right. face so it's like okay like make, Which, all them, yeah. make all them legal and then you're gonna you be covering yourself instead yeah. of like fucking playing to like yeah. point put one finger there mm-hmm. and then you're gonna get hurt because yeah. you're trying to put a hand down someone's gonna lift you someone's gonna knee you and you're not even gonna be ready. Yeah, you make them legal and then you like expect them in any position and then you're actually covering and protecting yourself
0: I will ask you this though and I didn't give you a heads up, so sorry. But if you could pick something that you would irrationally make illegal. Legal? Or illegal. Okay. Like, just a strike that you fucking hate. It does it, again, irrationally. Not like, oh, I will vouch for this to be illegal because I don't... No, like, I just hate it and I don't want to see it anymore. Stop it. What would it be? Would it be the calf oh. cake?
1: No, I like calf You cakes. like
0: the calf cakes? I think they're smart. Yeah,
1: they are, but sometimes yeah, people caught up with them now. Yeah, but like to me, that I come from like the world of auto racing, that's like when you like go to a race and someone figured something out that fucking forty-eight other people didn't. Mm -hmm. It's so cool, and when the calf kicks starts, like oh, I got figured out something that anyone else hadn't. That's awesome. Um, I hate toe holds. Like submissions to the, I forget the name in in English, when you twist the the heel. Oh,
0: like heel hooks
1: and stuff. I hate heel hooks.
0: Yeah, they're yeah. I
1: grimace all the fucking time when I see them. They're,
0: they look horrendous, That's, and they can also ban ban a bunch I of ligaments. Would
1: ban, I would bend those Neighbor's I think you can kind of see them coming. Yeah, and you can like tap early, but the heel hooks. I don't think you can. I think yeah. they' yeah. Now to me, those are like more dangerous than out would quick mm-hmm. kick. Like, those can actually, like, rupture your ligaments in a second. Yeah. Those I would ban. And it's not even irrational. It's just, like, you're actually see, thinking of someone's safety, ban heel hooks.
0: Yeah, you're actually thinking of someone's safety and you're not sanctioning an MMA fight. <laughs> I, I always go back to it. And of course, like, I'm not saying, like, oh, let everything happen, like, low kicks and, like, uh, You know what? Like, kicks irrationally? And shit. yeah.
1: Kicking a guy when he's laying down, like the butt kicks in the butt. Oh, okay. That's so that. dumb.
0: Mine would be because they're so that, dumb. That makes sense. I like
1: the up kicks. They're yeah, fun. The up and when kicks you get cool. a knock of the cool. yeah they're awesome. Like the Gagar Jacket of Fight. Yeah. But like when you got like Cerrone like kicking Alexander and is yeah. butt over it, it's just dumb. Just break him up. Yeah. Ask up and down like it's wrestling. Like you yeah. want him to stay down. Do you want to up? Okay. Go. Okay. Like stop. It's just ridiculous.
0: Mine would be the foot stumps.
1: I fucking oh. hate <laughs> You get so
0: upset when someone's uh, something someone. They somewhere. make me so annoyed. Because it's like, you're not going to knock anybody out. You're not going to, like, you might seriously injure someone, but I've never seen it. I don't, I don't never seen it happen. I don't, unless you're like wearing heels, I don't think you will. But, like, it's just such an annoying. And I imagine, like, being against a cage and having somebody, like, stomping on my feet and just being so angry at it and just, like, <laughs> and it's irrational. Again, <laughs> again, everyone, it's irrational. I don't think we should ban. Foot stumps. I'm just saying. I truly hate them, and I wish they didn't exist.
1: That and uh, ban anyone who puts their finger inside someone else's glove.
0: But isn't I that also re- banned? No, no, uh, it's illegal. illegal. No,
1: ban them for like a fight or for like six months. Okay, that's extreme. That. No, that's it's, a so extreme. <laughs> it's so cheap. It's so cheap. Okay. I don't you can grab the hand. You can have to grab, grab the wrist. If you can defend yourself, you deserve to get your whole shit broke. <laughs>
0: we got very emotional. That's very, very
1: cheap shot. To me, yeah, it's not an actual shot because it's not a strike. But like yeah. putting your hand inside someone else's glove, it's so mm-hmm. cheap.
0: Something else on the card that you you were very angry at that I want to talk about when we saw. A headline about there Till. there oh. until fought in the main event and he lost to Derek Brunson. Um, and I think we're all like we were all torn between like sort of being disappointed in a way, irrationally, because they think there Till was very positioned to be the next big thing. And he's still young, who's to say he's not going to be it, but um, who's had a bit of a rough go and um. Kind of sad for him. To me, the way that he lost uh, was was kind of it looked like a heartbreaking way to lose a fight. Um, and then there was a headline <laughs> uh that said it was it was kind of one of those like grabby, attention grabby things. I didn't even uh read the whole thing, but it was like, is there until like takeaways? Is there until destined for mediocrity? And you were seething at the idea. Of uh, calling Darren Till a mediocre fighter, why?
1: An eighteen and four and one fighter who challenged for a UFC title is a mediocre fighter. Now, fuck you! It's not. <laughs> He's not. You know what you're doing with that headline.
0: But He's did you? Not a I did. Did you
1: open it? I didn't read. Of it. Of course, I didn't. Like, why would I re- even read that? No, because like, sometimes like, because like, sometimes that's the whole thing. Like, here's here's the definition we have hmm. in Mexico, right? Like. I don't know if it's case in other countries in Brazil, like We call them the Yameritos. Almost theirs. Yeah. Michael Bespeek, the number one example of the Yamerito. Like he always lost in the contender fight. Like he yeah. never got the title Benavides. Shot. He was, Joe. Well, Joke got the, the title fights, right? He got three of them.
0: Okay, so that wouldn't be like
1: Joke had four title fights. Yeah. So, like, okay, you got two title fights, it's fine. Okay. The yamerito's like, oh, he was so close to getting a championship fight. He was so close to getting their shots. Like Michael. And then eventually. Came the way it came in a very Michael Bisping fashion. Like, right? like, I don't know, we're with 10 days, etc. Uh, and that's like, oh, you're really good, but like there's something there that holds you back and you're not getting what look like, you're working for. Dude, what legit, what's the definition of mediocre? Like, I don't the, the thing is, I think he was rushed and he was he was put in a very bad position where like he didn't win like a very showy, flashy fight to get a title shot. Like he knocked out Cowboy like what turned out to be like the downhill of Cowboy's career. Uh, he decisioned Wonder with Thompson and mm-hmm. earned his shot, right? But like then he got beaten by Worth Killers. Like he's been beaten by Woodley, by Masvidal, by Derek Bronson, and by Robert Whitaker. Like those are his four professional losses. So like a guy who lost to the four of them, which is, like. Four of the best fighters ever in MMA. Probably he might not even get a title and he's going to be remembered as one of a, a hell of a middleweight. Mm-hmm. It, are those four losses making you mediocre? Well, not to me. Like, okay, he might not be a champion again. It sucks. He might actually even get cut because he's like one and four.
0: I doubt it. In the it. last
1: five, I doubt it. But like, he's one and four in his last five. He's kind of like Calvin, right? Like, he's. One in four, one in five, and people like him. So it's a weird position to be in. He's not a mediocre fighter.
0: Maybe the I'll open the article right now.
1: Then change See the headline. What the- then do a headline that reflects <laughs> the content of your of, of your actual content. He's in a very difficult position. Uh, I think it was accelerated way too much. I think he looks a little small and middleweight. There are There is something to be said which is happening to Masvidal too, by the way, like Masvidal, he has more wrestling and more jujitsu, obviously than Darren, but like he, it's like Nate too, right? Like even with the breadth of jujitsu that Nate has, like they like to fight long and strong and be powerful. Mm -hmm. He's not powerful at 185. He, he he like shook Bronson in the third one, like a couple of times with that long ass right hand he has. Obviously the thing is what his style doesn't work for 185. It's the same thing that's happening to Kevin Gasthalm. His style, does, his style does not work for 185 He needs to adapt He's not a last lost four in a row Four out of five Sorry
0: I have the article in front of me Just in defense It was just the title Because the segment That's that talks about him Is can dare until achieve greatness And it's a measure That would have been an amazing title About how he was like Helpless on his back And how his, it, that has been a roadblock to him um, Forever And it's true uh, that is absolutely true, and like, and that would have been a perfect title
1: for the art. Uh, yeah,
0: and how he has a desire to be great and is doing the work, but you know,
1: that and that's something to be said for athletes, right? Like, it's heartbreaking to see someone like doing everything they can and know that they're not gonna achieve what they want. Like in anything in life, like not even in sports. Like,
0: another actually,
1: heart- someone like just yeah. do everything and they can go to what they want. Like, break your heart.
0: But because that's it, right? That's the reality of any high level sport. It's I think not just vul- about hard work and dedication, and what—that's one- the thing, and that's one of my major pet peeves in fight related discourse. So, oh, whoever wins is whoever wants it bad enough, or no. who wants it most. And we hear it so much, right?
1: Because we, we see guys that are so talented yeah. that without training they can kick anyone's ass, and <laughs> then a guy who like trains everything and does everything and just can't like go forward. It yeah, just sucks. A
0: guy and a girl or whatever who's like in a good timing who has the right opportunities at the right time, who have whose body happens to cooperate more in terms of injuries, uh, people who really want it, but at the same time, mentally might not be as um, comfortable as other people in, in like high state situations. So I truly it's my man, like my biggest pet peeve like a person like oh like at the end it was who wants it more like yes there is heart and you can't discount that there are some people who just fight in a way that they refuse to be put away and they refuse to quit um and and i think that's the thing that exists that's objective reality that's not like there are there are people who really do have or maybe grittier than others. But it, like to say that a fighter wants it more. But another recent heartbreak in that uh, effect was Kevin Lee. That yeah, we were that, just talking about the week before.
1: That's my whole thing with the hustle mentality, right? Like, oh, hustle, hustle, and you're going to get it. You know what? You might not get it.
0: You might not get it.
1: That's the whole thing. I've been there, and I think a bunch of people that are listening to us like, sometimes have been like, I did all the work. I did all I can do. You but know what? why did not happen? I'm not good enough for this. Yeah. And it's a fucking sobering realization You're like, I did everything I could. You know what? Yeah. I'm not good enough for this. Or like... Or I didn't get it for X and Y.
0: Yeah. Or there's somebody just better, which is the case when people are directly... And that just...
1: I don't know if it ever happened to you. It's happened to me a bunch of times. It breaks your fucking heart.
0: Well, people being better at things It literally all the time... (laughs) been the best that's why I keep saying that's my advice don't strive for things don't uh, don't try things and you won't be disappointed i keep saying it and i'll say it again kids settle for it Stop. Very little.
1: Stop.
0: <laughs> no, don't do that, kids. Don't you do listen the opposite. to me. You do the exact that's, opposite. That's you're just so me. Stopped. I'm a quitter. Uh, but um, Dude,
1: it breaks your heart to like know that you did everything you could and there's someone better
0: than you. Right, in a competitive reality even. where it is actually you have to beat that person to get that spot, it's- right? And we see that one, to me, the most heartbreaking Like, Daniel Cormier, right? He is one of the most victorious athletes in the history of the sport. Yep. Of of sports. He's just a very accomplished athlete in general, right? And he retired with, like, all these honors. He's undeniably a great fighter, but he couldn't beat Joan Jones. Yep. And that's just the way that it is. And I can't, as a competitor, to me, that must be a very hard reality to accept. Like, there, there, exi- there is this person out there in the world. And I don't know how many fighters actually feel that way. Like, I don't know how many fighters... Because you, ha- you have to be a little delusional to be a high-level athlete of any sort because you have to believe that you're the best in the world. And yeah. I think, and to me, that's delusion like, yeah. <laughs> because this is not objectively measurable. Uh, but... And I mean that good delusion, like that's amazing. I don't I've never had that chip in me, that thing that tells me that like I I'm not a competitive person in general. I used to be when I was younger. I don't think I am anymore. Um, I have my competitive moments, I guess, but it's not really in me. So when I see somebody who's super competitive, I'm like. "That, That can be used for evil, but that can be awesome to watch. It can be really cool to witness. Um, oh,
1: I was like, what happened in twenty nineteen, and then the like the, the, the pandemic, like kind of like, showed me to relax a little.
0: Like competitive about like being, of work. Yeah, I
1: was terrible at it. Like I was a dick. Like <laughs> I will get this over you. I will do do this over Why you. Like I'm better than you.
0: This?
1: <laughs> I'm better than you, and I'll show you that I'm better than you. And I'll you get you
0: have it. your Jekyll and Hyde moment sometimes.
1: And I was like that would work. Like I yeah. will get this.
0: Yeah. And then like oh
1: yeah that's kind of bullshit.
0: Yeah, I'm. I've. I. I might have been left a long time ago. Honestly, like it's. I've reached a few years ago the conclusion that I'd rather that I'm. I'm a person before I am a anything else. A writer, a reporter, a journalist, or whatever I'm doing at the moment. A podcast. So it's like I've been able to really keep whatever nasty instincts I have at bay. In that regard, not many other. I have many other uh, nasty instincts, but like on this sense, uh, but then I see like, I don't know how many fighters actually acknowledge to themselves, no, like I cannot beat this person. Like, I don't know if that's part of a-
1: But I know what I was talking, like he's working with someone and uh, that like, that was like a turnaround for him. Like him like actually believing, like being able to turn off the switch, like be at home, be at training, be at the cage, and actually, like him believing, yeah, like I put in the work, i I'm good at this, I can do this.
0: yeah,
1: and it's the other it's both ways, right it goes both ways like 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 fighters or people like thinking, I can't do this, I'll try, but I don't think I can. And the other way around, like I'm unbeatable and then you're beaten and like, oh, <laughs> I thought I was unbeatable. now what? Yeah, and it fucks up your life. like if you don't know, don't have the structure on how to take it because it shouldn't be only on you right in fighting. Like, it should be, like, on your trainer. It should be, like, on your pair partners. Like, okay, this happened. Let's go work on in this instead of, like, yeah, you were beaten and you were unbeatable. Now you're fucked. Okay, I'm going to go work yeah. with another fighter. Which we've seen happen in some gyms.
0: But that's the thing. You have to have the mentality of, I'm not not unbeatable, but I can beat anyone. Yeah. And that's still, like...
1: Oh, it's weird. That's true. A
0: very big ask. Like, I can beat anyone. And imagine, like, knowing, no, I cannot beat this person. I don't know if that can be part of even your inner vocabulary as a, yeah. as a fighter. Like, I would like to have a conversation with a fighter. Yeah.
1: But, yeah, my question, was, like, will a fighter open up that? Because I don't think they will.
0: Not an active one, absolutely No, not. No, no, no. Maybe a an retired active, never. fighter. But, like, one, never. everybody I've talked to has always been, like, kind of, no. Like, I always thought that I could you
1: have beat to. the best. You have to.
0: And a Especially lot of them retire when the realization comes that they feel like they cannot, it's not even like I can't beat. like the realization though. I no longer believe I'm the best in the world at this. And that's when that they know to,
1: to retire. Especially because it's weird. Like it's such an individual sport with such a big highlight, uh, big like spotlight in it. Right. Like when you're in a team sport, you kind of can hide and like if mm-hmm. you're hurt. Or, like you don't think like that the, the guy in front of you is like beating you. Like there's someone else to pick up the slack and, the spotlight might not be in you the entire game. In any type of individual sport, like fighting, like the spotlight's on you and the yeah. failure's on you. And it's for the whole world to see. And I don't think a lot of, like, not that they need compassion, but I don't think the whole world like, has, like, a lot of compassion. And about fighters that are in a spot where, like, most people will never be. Yeah, absolutely. Like, Will, who troll, anonymous troll number one. Will their biggest failure, whatever it is, right? Because, like, like, who knows what they do? Will their biggest failure be broadcast on TV and then archived in the internet for years to come? Yeah. Never.
0: Will it be, like, in highlight materials or something that you have to see? Like, even commentators, uh, what, like, Derek Talk a guy like Michael, Michael Bisping. Sometimes when he's doing comments, he has to come across footage of him and what I'm guessing are some of his worst moments.
1: Can you imagine how Terry Atten feels? About being on the end of that uh Barbosa Barbosa. cake, which we'll imagine. see for fifty years. Can't
0: imagine. Like I'm just hanging out watching TV and it's like, oh, this big Thing that made UFC you feel like show. shit.
1: 45 I'm going to be there getting knocked out every <laughs> yeah. time I turn on yeah. the UFC.
0: This thing that made you feel like shit for like months. Uh, let's relive it over and over. Uh, and that maybe me sent you to the hospital, like in the cases of bed breaks or bed injuries. Like I can't even imagine. It takes to me that's, and I always say this, like for all the ways that we, you know, talk about the issues with MMA, and there are several, like there are in everything, and I always uh, caution against. You know Being too Praising too much Idolizing too much uh, Any public figure Of any sort Because public figures Are humans And they're fallible Like the rest of us Like I do think That being An MMA fighter Takes a kind of like Insane fortitude Just takes a kind of like Brain Assembly That uh, The vast majority of us Like We don't really have That kind of disposition So I applaud them um I guess that's it from do you have anything else
1: you want to talk about before we go? No. Hopefully Marcelo Rojo gets a fight quick.
0: Oh well, yeah, just Marcelo Rojo was gonna fight
1: Jonathan Martinez.
0: Yeah, Martinez missed weight terribly. Two pounds, uh, I think. Two pounds, two pounds it wasn't no, terribly. terribly. Yeah, yeah. And uh had to be hospitalized. And then Marcelo Rojo who used to be a... Did
1: right? he have to be hospitalized? Because I don't he hasn't said anything and I don't think, I think people just said he pulled out.
0: I heard medical issues. It was a
1: medical issue. I no, don't know, I didn't if it, know if he needed to be Hopefully he didn't okay. need to be hospitalized. Hopefully it's a thing. And
0: Okay. Then, I, yeah, I don't know. Um, I might Marcelo, just he's
1: things. not going to do the quick turnaround thing. Okay. Because he cuts a fair amount for 135 and he's trying to get something in five to six weeks.
0: So mm. well, that, that is it then. Yeah. Um, um, we'll look to go sell like tonight.
1: Things.
0: Let's see what happens tomorrow. In the contender
1: series and we'll see.
0: That's it. Thank you, Bubu, for being with me today. Through my
1: anything else, something you've watched on TV recently?
0: Something I've watched on TV. You right? Want
1: to recommend the show or something?
0: Ah, uh, I want to recommend the Untold series on Netflix.
1: Oh, the hockey episode is so good, right?
0: Uh, it's like the Untold. Like it's story. It's it's stories of sports, and um, all of them have been really good so far. But the last one on this hockey team that this uh tr- trash. <laughs> that this memory, uh trash memory. mogul uh slash person with slash legal. For, uh, for tony <laughs> with uh, less than legal ties to other businesses uh created a hockey team and gifted it to his uh adolescent son. And the story is
1: amazing. I recommend that. And the one about the Malice in the Palace is so good.
0: Malice in the Palace is the first one. Because they
1: have Steven Jackson and uh, Jermaine yeah. O'Neal and Test. And you, should, you you saw me getting a little starstruck when we saw Steven yeah. Jackson actually <laughs> him in Vegas. Like, oh, that's Steven Jackson. And then you saw the documentary and you're like, okay.
0: The 9-11 uh, series on Netflix is really good. The um, Kevin Can Fuck Himself on Prime.
1: I gotta catch up With any
0: Murphy's really good. If you're looking for podcasts to listen to, I always recommend Behind the Bastards, uh, You're Wrong About, um, which is hosted by Michael Hobbs and Sarah Marshall. Um, what else? That's it. That is of My life. right?
1: Subscribe, share. Available yeah. on all platforms, as you love to see it too. Yeah. Right, yeah. subscribe, get the download. Even if you can, if you miss a week, just get the download.
0: Thank you, babe, for That'll doing have. my promotion for me. Yeah. And uh, who are the who's the random person that we're thanking today?
1: Who's the random person we're thanking today?
0: Yeah, you pick it.
1: Oh, Close I pick by. it.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, whoever's the creator of Lotch Forty Nine, I don't know his name. Jim something.
0: That's a TV show. Yeah,
1: it's a TV show. I discovered it yesterday after like seeing a lot. bunch of people saying it was really good. I've never seen an episode you fell asleep yesterday. Just saw three of them from the first season. It's really good. It's only two seasons. I'll keep watching it and report back.
0: Okay, but that's not... We need to be a person who exists. That's, he exists. No, he but like, okay, I'm sorry. Like, who, whose name we know.
1: Also, Jim you make that on me for having a soft heart with... Our,
0: oh, that's cute. You're right. Sister. So thank you, Bubu, Proud for you. being here today. Thank you, our listeners, for... Uh, putting up with me week after week it means a lot thank you our producer slash editor jordan who is amazing uh and thank you jdr for for being so nice for providing such a heartfelt moment and standing by your your brother tabitha and being on uh holland's rupaul track race and tabitha for having
1: such good sense of fashion wearing up uh, oh, a blazer, blazer that's awesome <laughs>
0: Uh, This has been the best camp of my life. I will see you all next week.